0: hey everyone welcome back to the channel it's Denise salcedo and i am very very excited to bring you this next interview my guest for today is none other than dylan Postel, aka hornswoggle what's up dylan
1: hey how are you very very good very good got my computer plugged in now my son got me the charging cord so we're all good we're not gonna die (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's the perfect way to get it started we don't want to die on this interview (laughs) (laughs) um i am so excited to have you on here and the reason is that when i look back at like my favorite wrestling moments i gotta say you are one of those faces Ah. that are in a bunch of them
1: thank you i appreciate that very very much it's uh it's it's man 2003 17 years of craziness and then just under 10 of those years working for the, the biggest company in the world, living my dream. So it's pretty awesome.
0: Exactly. Like, I got to say, like, just thinking about all of the things that you've done for the company and in the company has been absolutely yeah. incredible. But before we get into that portion of the interview, I do want to ask you how you've been spending this time, you know, with self-isolation, quarantine, and everything that's going on in the world right now.
1: It's, uh, it's the craziest time that any of us will ever live. That's for sure. And it's, it's just, um, thankfully I have my son, he's 10 and it gives me something to do, (laughs) you know, something extra hanging out, whether it's just hanging out with him for the day or or we go on a bike ride or we just do something, uh, it, it, it passes the time a little better. The first two weeks was like, Oh no, this is the worst thing ever. Like the shutdown, everyone's freaking out let's be honest, everyone bought the toilet paper and this, that, and the other thing that they don't need that's in their garage now that they're trying to sell on eBay for a thousand dollars for no reason. And (laughs) it's so stupid. Like it's so dumb.
0: It really is. I agree with you.
1: Nothing about COVID or quarantine at the time said, Hey, you're going to poop a lot. (laughs) This is, this is serious. Like, no, (laughs) nothing, nothing about it said that. And so it, it, I'm I'm very naive to all this. I will fully admit. Um, my best friend Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins, whatever you want to call him, he calls it the Wisconsin naivety in me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just like he and like finally two weeks ago, I had had this. I had told him the story about something with, involving COVID and coronavirus. He goes, "Wow, it's finally hit Wisconsin, huh?" I said, "Yeah, it's finally." Oh. hit. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I just I don't. It doesn't. I, I don't worry about it like some, and maybe I should right. more, but I just, if it, I live by the motto, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And, and, and if I get sick, I get sick. Um, I am taking the precautions, this, that, and the other thing, but I can't, I can't help it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy a bubble. I'm not going to buy a bubble and live in it. I, I'm just not,
0: it's just right. not how
1: I live my life.
0: Yeah, and I think everyone is definitely looking at this and making decisions. I mean, this is something that we've never been through. So it's not like we have firsthand experience handling any of this. So, And I do like the part that you mentioned that you're happy you have a 10-year-old who's keeping you busy. Yeah. Because when I saw that all the kids were staying at home, and I'm not a parent, so I was like, oh, thank God I wouldn't be stuck with my kid right now taking care of them. It, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm lucky I'm very, very lucky. My kid is pretty damn awesome. Like he and I have a very, very fun relationship uh, between me pulling pranks on him with an air horn or just jumping out of the shower at him. It's stuff, just this little things that we both live on our toes so much around the house and it's just fun. Life with him is so much fun and I, I truly love it. Um, school sucked blatantly finishing his school year sucked and and I felt really bad for him because it was the first year he went into he went into fourth grade having a male teacher and he was so excited so so excited because since kindergarten kindergarten first second third grade he's always had a female teacher and every year they've missed half the year because of a pregnancy so either they didn't start the year or they didn't end the year (laughs) but every year he's never had a full teacher for the whole year and he was like pumped a a male teacher for a change and B he's gonna have the same teacher for the whole year and then it didn't it just it it I felt so bad for him and all the kids like all the, the these seniors in high school going through this stuff and, and it's just I feel bad for them and
0: yeah. online
1: learning isn't schooling
0: it's no, not, no matter it's really bad. how much
1: attention you pay to it you're not it's not the same and it's just and I I he was and again i I say i'm lucky because he is one of those kids that he just wanted to get it done you know no kid wants to sit in front of their computer and do the work but he just wanted to get it done two weeks in we got a mass email from his teacher saying hey only four of the students have checked in out of the whole class and he was one of them obviously it's like that comes on the parents though to me that's fully on the parents like hey just sit with them for an hour it's an hour a day just sit with them and do it and do the work and, and just right. It, it's just, it, it's, it's a complete different mindset that some parents have and it is what it is. That's how, it's how they live their life, but it just, it's an odd thing. So through the quarantine, having him has been a, uh, has been awesome. It's just, it passes the time. The days still melt mold together. I thought yesterday was Friday for the longest time. He had a, he yeah. sleepover last night and I was like, Oh, sleep sleepover on Friday. And then I was like, Oh, no, it's Thursday, Never mind. So it's, it's just, but it's just, that's how the times are.
0: It's a blur right now. And yeah, it's crazy. Like everyone, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter. Like everyone missed out on something and it's just like wild. And uh, so I want to go ahead and leap on over to your yeah. book that you just came on. You just came out with a few months ago and I know that you were in the middle of a book tour when everything went down, is that correct?
1: So I was doing some random here and there appearances. Uh, my book released last September and I was, I was, I, I did a initial thing, you know, some, some media stuff for it. And then I a couple months off and then I did some more and then I had a couple more things planned and then this stuff hit. Um, but that man, that book, it was three years in the making uh, a lot of changes, you know, the writing and, and the behind the scenes stuff and all that, and the the edits and the drafts and the final drafts and the final final and the quadruple finals. (laughs) But when it came out, I, uh, I'm so, so proud of the finished product. And it's, I always, I I say that book and I've said in every interview, I wanted that book to be like three parts, a wrestling book, because that's my audience, so to speak, a family book because of my son and a midget book. We can use that word. It's fine. Uh, I give you permission on that one but we can (laughs) (laughs) but because there's still I mean all the all the reality shows the little people big worlds and littlest couple little girls of Atlanta or like South Carolina wherever that is but there's still my people still have a presence out there (laughs) like right it's just it's it's so I wanted those three things always factored in and I feel like we couldn't have done a better job factoring all of them. It's, it's, it's something I'm very, very proud of. And uh, it started kind of like a, yeah, I guess I'll do it, to like a really passionate project of mine. And I'm very, very happy with the final product. And it's, it's something that encapsulates my whole life that I couldn't be more proud of.
0: What would you say like without spoilers are maybe some of the cool stories that you think your fans would appreciate hearing:
1: I think you know like, without spoilers, I think just the day of my first debut, there was so many uh, bump speed bumps <laughs> that I caught that, co- that I caused myself that day um, that uh, the day I found out my son's mom was pregnant. The, the day I, I remember, you know, for real life stuff, the day when my mom, uh, got out of my life and it, and I've, I've never been 25 years since I talked to her. And it's just, it's one of those things where it kind of, that's, that's like the most talked about thing is, man, uh, like your wrestling stuff in there was so cool and your son's the best but how about your mom? She's a real kind of piece of work. And I go, yeah, but I'm not going to hide that because that's not, that's not being honest. And it's showing that you can get past that. I don't, I don't think about that situation at all anymore because it's 25 years removed and just living my life now. And it's just, it's, but it's a speed bump and it's getting past that and over those speed bumps that Kind of makes you who you are, as stupidly cliche as that is.
0: And obviously, opening up about your mom and your family and all of that—it's not very easy for everyone to do. It must have not been completely easy for you to be so candid. Um, was it easy for you, or how did how did you feel like opening up so much?
1: You know what was—it uh, was very easy opening up, and it was—I never have been like a therapy person. Um, people do it, and it helps them that's never been my thing. I've never kind of believed in it for me, but it was almost like my therapy and almost like this weird, like getting it out there and now it's gone. And then I don't have to think about it anymore. I never have to think about that crap that happened ever again because I've done it. I talked about it. It's gone. I'm fully going forward now. And it's, it's just, it was a weird thing that I never thought would happen. Um, talking about my grandpa passing away was the single hardest thing I've ever done in my life like I remember that phone interview and then and then they had me do the audiobook which I'm so proud of wow that they had me do but like I did the audiobook and I'm in the studio and I'm like I need to do that chapter last (laughs) and that section of the chapter very last because I'm like burbling and (laughs) the lady that's recording it is like take your time and she I like I can see her through the window and she's like like awkwardly like, I don't know how to handle this. She goes, just take your time. I mean, we can quit for the day. I said, no, I'm getting through it.
0: Power yeah, through, power through. Yeah,
1: it just brought all the emotions back and, and how supportive he was of me and how he legitimately was my number one fan and and pushing for me throughout life. And uh, then when he talked about when he passed, there's, there's a really funny story. It's a sad, but yet awesome story altogether. Uh, my my grandpa passed away, and he was my number one fan, my hero, absolute hero. And it's the day of the funeral. I am just dying inside. It's just it's the worst day of my life. Um, they're ready to close the casket and you know start the start the the funeral funeral part. And I said I want to be the last one to see my grandpa. It's just my thing. So I'm staying at the casket by myself, like just so many things going through my head. My son walks up to me and he just goes, dad, what happened to his legs? And I go, what do you mean? He goes,
0: where are his legs?
1: Because the bottom half of the casket was closed.
0: Oh, I see. My son
1: proceeded to think. Oh no. And I go, and he still has them." he goes, it's good that they keep to keep their legs, Dad.
0: No, <laughs> what an impression on him. And now,
1: now I just go like this is the saddest moment ever. But I'm belly laughing at my grandpa's funeral, at his casket, the last person to see my grandpa. And I have to now walk like past family and friends <laughs> and all this to like the final prayer thing. And I'm shoulder laughing because and my my dad looks at me and goes go nothing and I can't stop laughing as this is like the saddest moment ever for the rest of my family and just that's the that's the relationship that my son and I have is he just he says these things and it makes me so happy and that could that, like I said that was the worst day of my life <laughs> and he made it the best like he just made it you'd have never known that that would have made my day and he didn't mean to. He literally thought, when people die, do they <laughs> chop off their legs? Like <laughs> I don't see their legs because the casket's closed there. <laughs> and it was just the best. And it's one of those things where I, 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 I look back and I, I laugh every time and it's it makes that day it makes that day positive. It really, really does. And it's I tell my dad after and he just he looks at Landon and he just shakes his head. Because that's how Landon is. He's just fun. And whether whether he means to be or not, how he says things are just funny. And he's just, he's a happy kid.
0: That's really awesome. Yeah. I love that. Oh, you spent a lot of years in WWE. So yeah. they say that anything can happen in the WWE. What would you say was some of the wildest things that you did in the company that just like really stick out in your memory, like some of those memories. Uh,
1: I, mean, I, I, I say that the, the craziest part was I, you know, I, I got my contract. I got hired by WWE when I was turning, I turned, just turned 20 years old, two weeks before that. And uh, two weeks, you know, two weeks into my thing, they, they have me on the live events every weekend working with Finley, um, on the non-televised events. And then they say, Hey, in two weeks you're going to the Philippines. So we need to passport. We need to do this, 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 and we got to get it rushed through. I didn't know where the Philippines were much less ever be there. Like this is a small town kid from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be going there. It's just, that doesn't happen. And then a month later it was Europe. And then a month later it was South America and then back to Europe. and, And it was thrown at me, just completely thrown at me. And, uh, I've been using this, like, this quote. I'm I'm a big Howard Stern fan, as a lot of people are. And he had Kevin Hart on. And he talks about how, uh, you know, the, the the top of Justin Bieber and how Justin Bieber can be viewed in a very skewed way at times. He goes, but yeah, you're, he got thrown the world at him and in his hands at such a young age. He's going to make some missteps here and there. And that's kind of like how I view... Me, I was a dick at times, I will fully admit. <laughs> I viewed myself here at, at 20, 20, 21 years old, a kid essentially still traveling the world on worldwide television every week. But you kind of got to give him a grain of you know, a little, little flack with it because he's still a kid at, at heart. And that's how it was for me. It was like, I've never thought about traveling this much. And, and I wanted to, I dreamed of it but it should never have happened in all reality. I'm not that six foot 250 pound guy that they usually go for.
0: Right. So, I mean, that's just wild. It's like, like you said, like you're a small town guy going in yeah. like all over the world. That must've been like just really incredible. And one of the things that you had a lot of moments spent underneath the ring. So I kind of yeah. want to talk about that. Did you like doing that often? I loved
1: it. I loved it. Like it was, it was a blast because it was just different. Um, uh, TV days, you know, when we had the the Raw or SmackDown tapings, that stuff. We, I had a monitor under there, a nice pad, <laughs> everything. It was great. Um, the live events, the non televised ones, were like, here's a bottle of water and a Gatorade. Just wait for your cue, okay? But it was it, but it was fun. It was so much fun for me every week, every time I went out there. Um, the reaction from kids, even I, I was uh, I was on the the bad side of of you know the the character, but kids just were fans of me instantly, and I think it's because they thought I was one of them. Right, even though I had a beard and I'm I'm older, but they <laughs> think like, hey, he's my size. He's he's one of us. I like him. So it was it, it was just a cool transformation of of, of and seeing the the crowd kind of shift of. Hey, he's doing bad, bad things. That's okay. We like him now. Like it, it was just a, it was a neat, natural transition.
0: It was like doing bad things, but in a, in a lovable way. Uh, what's the yeah. longest that you ever had to wait underneath the ring?
1: Seven hours. Seven I was there for, hours. Yeah, I was under there for seven hours one time.
0: Oh um, my god, what was that like? Was it like? I slept. I mean, I know, oh, you slept. slept. Were you able to with all the noise?
1: Yeah, like that was the craziest part. Is I could. I could fall asleep under there and I, uh, I, I I could hear what was going on above me. Like I could hear the matches just by their movements and the crowd reactions and not even the matches that I was involved in, but other ones before the match I was involved in on the show, I could, I would know what was going on above me. And it was just kind of this cool, not even being able to see what's going on, but I know what's happening, but um, I would bring my, my, PSP my gaming device under there <laughs> and, and play that and sleep and just hang out. I was comfortable. I was so comfortable under there. I would get dressed under there. Like I wouldn't even go out my wow. gear. I would pull my, my gear bag underneath with me and just uh I got time.
0: That's so crazy. Like I can't imagine being under the ring for seven hours. Did you ever like miss any of your cues or was it ever like wake up or something? You gotta go There's on. A, turn. Uh,
1: there is a famous story in the book actually that we talk about about how um, I was supposed to do uh, uh, that night. I was going to do a spot with The Undertaker where Finley was going to come under, roll me out, throw me in the ring, and I was going to have an interaction with Undertaker. The night before, I was a little overserved served uh, on the tour. I had a few too many, <laughs> and I was sleeping under the ring. And I'm laying face down, and Finley lifts the apron and just sees me laying face down. He thought I got knocked out from one of the beams. No, nope, I was just sleeping. He goes, "Hey, wake up!" I wake up. I look at him. He goes, "What are you doing?" Go, sleeping. Well, come on, and he throws me in there And I now I realize, like, oh shoot, I just missed my cue.
0: Oh and no! The undertaker, the
1: Undertaker's above me. Like I have to do it with him. He throws me in the ring, and the whole time I'm going under my breath. I'm so sorry. 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 <laughs> it was just like the Undertaker, one of the one of the the legends, coolest <laughs> and biggest legends of all time. Yes. I'm doing my spot with him that I've done the whole every night that week, and it's just, uh, yeah, it was awesome. But he gets to the back and goes, "What? What happened?" You go, "I fell asleep." He goes, "You fell asleep?"
0: No. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was just, it was one of those things that we, we look back at and we laugh about so much now because just the, everything leading up to it was awesome. It's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a one of those cool moments that I'll never forget.
0: Oh, I can't even imagine that. It's like you're, yeah. cause it's like when you're yeah. asleep, you're in one dimension and then like waking up like so fast, but then having yeah. to go and like do something like that, that's like extremely yep. active. It kind of just yeah. like gets you like in a loop where your brain isn't even like completely yep. there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Oh my God. And uh, Undertaker afterwards, like uh, were you like terrified that he was going to be like really upset at you? And like, how did you feel like knowing that, you know, you had that happen?
1: It was one of those things where I wasn't too worried about it. I, because I just laughed it off at that point. And I was, I was, I was embarrassed and I was like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen from here? But yet I wasn't too worried because it was just it was just another night on tour and true. The, we had we still had another week to go on the tour.
0: True. All right. That's yeah. pretty. I guess it all worked out and made for a funny story. Yeah. Um, yep. So obviously during your run, you had a lot of successful storylines. I mean, you were Finley SlapperCon, You were yep. Vince's illegitimate son, associate member of DX, DX mascot, mascot uh, anonymous Raw GM, and 3MB. What would you say was your favorite?
1: Um, I I I always say he is. Uh, I will never do something better than uh, the WLC match with El Torito. When I was doing the three MB run, never. It was one of those most. It was the most magical night we've ever had. I've ever had. Um, we went into it and say uh, people were kind of like looking at it. And taking it with a grain of salt like oh this is just gonna be a, a funny ha ha blow-off match and we ended up going out there and killing it and and just blowing people's minds and it was it was the best moment of my life um in the ring and it was just it's 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 one of those things where it was so shocking for people of how good it was and it was kind of like a nice to, way to uh, kind of shove it up their backsides, like, Hey, yeah. don't, don't take us lightly on this. And, and we're going to, we're going to blow it out of the park. And even the people in the back were blown away by it too, because they took it as it's going to be a kickoff match. And it's going to be on the, you know, just a, just a kind of a throwaway, but it, it was awesome. It was, I'll never do something better.
0: I think some of the best things happen when you like underestimate or don't expect so and so to fulfill whatever it is. And so that's pretty awesome. Now, earlier, you mentioned yeah. that obviously the, the company was known for like hiring six foot five guys, 220 pounds, you name it. When you signed, what were your expectations? Like, did you think you would have all of these opportunities?
1: No, they originally, they, they originally told me, all right, it's probably gonna be a six month gig. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. We don't know where this is going. We don't know what's happening. And six months somehow turned into two weeks under 10 years.
0: Wow. And
1: it's, uh, either I'm really, really good at hiding and not getting fired or I'm doing, or I did something pretty okay. Um, it's one of the two, uh, maybe a little mixture of both, but it's, uh, I, I never would have thought I never, I. Since I was four, I wanted to do this, and this is all I wanted to do in life. Um, but I never thought I, I would. I mean, I, I'm a, a four-foot, you know, something, little person. I'm not their demographic of what they look to hire, especially what they look to keep around, maybe for a one spot here and there. But not what they look to keep around as an as a every-week character. Um, it, it, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible.
0: And it's crazy how like almost the thing that you thought was going to keep you away from this dream that you had since you were a little boy that all of a sudden like ended up being the thing that helped you have like this long illustrious career.
1: Yeah if I was a normal size guy I wouldn't have had that that career by any means I don't think. I uh while I was doing the book it got brought to my attention that I had a longer run than Stone Cold and Kurt Angle and all of this like it's incredible. I. I. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yes. I pinned. I pinned Vince McMahon. Something Austin <laughs> never did, which is so <laughs> mind blowing. Like, yeah, I, that doesn't happen. But somehow it fell in my lap and it worked. Um,
0: and because you got yeah. to work so closely with Vince, what was that like? Were you ever intimidated by him?
1: I was so intimidated and. <laughs> I, I think that's one of my biggest regrets um, in, my, in my career there is I worked with him every week, literally with him, with him, next to him, within these scenes. And I was like, I should have just like randomly picked his brain because he would have answered any question I had. He's that kind of person where he doesn't care. Like he'll, he'll, you ask him something, he'll answer it. And I should have just like randomly picked his brain. Like, hey, <laughs> Virgil. I was Virgil back in the day, like, that kind of, like.
0: Or, like, even just, like, a word association game or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: stupid <laughs> things like that. Yeah. I
0: would have looked, Vince,
1: what's your cheat dinner? What's your cheat dinner? Like, that kind of thing. Like, stuff that no that he doesn't get
0: asked. Right. And it's not like it's not he does business. interviews, so, like, no one no. knows these things. It's unless not unless about, it's out. not about,
1: like, hey, what really happened with you and Bret Hart? I don't care. <laughs> I want to know how many donuts this guy can put down in a sitting on his cheat day. Like, that's what I care about. And it's like, but that's the stuff that I really wish, I wish I would have been, I wish I would have taken the opportunity, but I was 21 years old. And he's again, the boss. Throw, he's the boss. He can fire me like that. It, it, it just, it's awesome. it was, it was so looking back on it. I mean, the, the raw 15th anniversary, I started the show and I was the closing shot of the show. It doesn't happen. doesn't. And I had three other segments on the show besides those. It doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. And it's crazy. Absolutely crazy.
0: I know that you said you didn't get a chance to really pick Vince's brain out and all of that, but. What would you say was something that you learned from him just from observation, if you would
1: about Vince you said yeah. right Vince or I, just like
0: w- about how he handles things like seeing yeah. him work and all of that
1: And and uh, you know I just talked about how intimidating he is and how people walk on eggshells but uh, you know around him at times and and everyone you know yeah I get asked every time is he really kind of a is he a mean? I say is he a dick? No. <laughs> He's like any boss. If if my boss at Target wants this job done this way And I do it this way. He's not going to be happy like any boss. Now this boss runs a weekly worldwide television show, multiple shows a week on top of running the company on top of running the merchandise, the advertising, everything. He runs the show. He has his hands in every cookie jar with that company. As long as you do what he asks and you you fulfill that you're golden like and that's it, it, just what it is you you're fine as long as you do what he want he asks
0: that's really cool. It's just like really awesome that you were one of those people that were able to work so closely with him. Too bad we didn't find out about his taste in donuts.
1: I, I want the donuts. I want now, now. Now I need. Now I need the answer to hey, what kind of donuts you you put? I
0: on? know. I just feel like giving like those. Uh, they have. You know, have you ever seen those books that they give for kids where it's like, oh, tell me about yourself, in these cute little answers. We need to yes. give one to Vince and like get all these answers. Everything
1: with, with everything. <laughs> yes, and like have kids asking me. That's yeah. what it should be. Like. I don't care about these quarterly meetings and, and, and things, stock report. No, I want a kid to interview Vince. That would be the greatest thing. Like a seven, eight year old kid, just asking him, asking him whatever he wants. And it would just be the coolest interview ever in all reality. It's just, it's, it's, that's what the world needs right now
0: exactly well said so now obviously you mentioned that you were traveling everywhere throughout the world uh what would you say was like your most wild travel experience or maybe something that just went completely unexpected
1: my first riding uh buddies and my first car was myself uh davari the great Kali, and mark henry
0: oh wow
1: it was a traveling circus like it it (laughs) was crazy absolutely crazy. Um, we got pulled over one time and we we always got vans for their size and I would sit in the back with the bags. We would just put the bags in. I was comfortable. I could sleep secretly back there. Uh, Kali would sit up front. Mark Henry would sit in the next thing uh, behind Divari, So we had leg room and I would just sit with the bags and it was fine by me, but it was You we were probably the over. most
0: comfortable one.
1: <laughs> easily, easily the most comfortable. And we uh we got pulled over <laughs> the cop comes up and he asks tomorrow oh, what are you guys doing oh we're you know we're driving to the next town for wwe and mark henry goes officer if i open my door you ain't gonna shoot me are you <gasps> and the cop goes excuse me oh, mark opens the door mark henry how are you sir and then we knew we were good he goes oh. you guys are fine there's no cop from here for the next forty miles to the top, wherever you're going. He goes, you guys go, just take care, don't go too crazy, but go ahead. We got off perfect, and it was we flew to the next show. So it was it was just stuff like that, that little things that make uh make you smile at the end of the day.
0: What was it like traveling? What was it like traveling with the great Collie?
1: He he eats so much.
0: He oh eats, really? Like all day? But.
1: Yeah, but we go. To, he he liked Denny's, just loved Denny's, because he knew what he could get. He was very new to the country at the time, and and to traveling like this, and but he knew he could order chicken and rice at Denny's, and that's <laughs> all he would eat is just chicken breast, chicken breast, chicken breast, chicken breast. Wow. And but it's it's I dumb naive Dylan. One day he got up to use the bathroom or take a phone call. I forget, but I ordered him a burger, and. In the Indian culture,
0: yeah, not
1: good at all. And uh, he came back, and his order came, and Great Kali was not happy. And I, uh, I didn't understand it at first, and then Davari had to tell me and explain to me because naive Wisconsin Dylan didn't know. So it's- he probably it's, yeah. thought it was
0: like a rib or something on him. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought
1: it was. It was just a complete joke that he was just you know so appalled by this cheeseburger. No, he, there was good reason. So, but it's uh, again once once he realized I didn't know, we had a good laugh about it, and he doesn't live it down to this day. So
0: wow, you're just like now nah, every time I see a hamburger, like this is what this is the story yeah. that I think of. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yep. What about your favorite or most memorable fan interaction?
1: Um, I was always I always loved doing the WrestleMania Access every year um especially in the first first two or three they had hornswoggle's house which they had this ring set up and they had rooms set up under the ring like it was a house they had a kitchen like wow. all all decorated like in in the like a kitchen and a bedroom and a bathroom and a uh living room and all this all set up under the house and this, or under the ring and it was just for me and like for them to take the time to do that for me was awesome like it really really they they don't do that for anyone they do the undertaker graveyard and that's it for just people's like sections so for me to have my own section was awesome and uh this 85 90 year old couple comes through my line they're waiting in my line they come up and they go hey uh great to meet you i said oh no they just you know awesome thank you for coming out they go we can go home now we literally came just to see you oh and i go this is the sweetest thing ever. It was like the coolest, coolest thing that's ever happened. And it's, it's, uh, it really puts everything in that company in perspective that they have. They have fans from eight to 80. And it truly, uh, truly, all kinds of people love professional wrestling and, and are fans of WWE. And it showed that day it showed me that.
0: That's really awesome. I kind of hope that yeah. they bring back your your little house for access. It was great. It was
1: awesome. Yeah, it was was so they bring cool. back
0: sets for access. Yeah. and I you know I want to experience that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so now let's go ahead and jump into some current wrestling. So on yes. Twitter, you recently tweeted that you were happy about seeing Eddie Kingston uh, in AEW yeah. make his debut. Um, oh, tell me your thoughts on his debut. Uh,
1: I just got like goose weird goosebumps thinking about him. <laughs> He, since I've been released, um, going, uh, four years now. He has been a supporter of mine um, forever, and uh, for for this whole time. Um, and and whenever I have an issue, he takes care of it very quickly. Uh, if I do, and it's never an issue anymore, then Eddie is one of those unsung talents that has al- always gets to hear, but then always nope always gets in a nope wherever he goes. And I think he'll flat out say he's got the mouth that ruins his career sometimes uh, because he, he doesn't – he isn't afraid to be outspoken. Um, and that can be a flaw, especially in this business, especially when you're just coming into a company or just starting. If you're too outspoken, eh, we don't care for that around here. Um, but now that night showed – and I, I called him, and I never make the, like, I'm proud of you phone calls. And I called him. I said, I never make this call, uh, but I wanted to tell you how proud of you I am. and how you uh, Tonight you showed that you're a you're a full-fledged star. You showed that to me. Yeah.
0: What did he say?
1: He, he didn't know what to say. He did not know what to say. And it made me feel good because his phone can... Was And I told him flat out, I said, I know your phone's blowing up with text. Oh, yeah. I don't care. I said, I'm going to call you and I need to because you need to hear it. And he, he said it really meant a lot because he's confided in me um, the struggles that he's had with different places. And so for him to get that chance, and he was the most talked about thing from that show by far.
0: Oh, yeah, and even, like, before, like, the anticipation when people were trying to guess, like, oh, who yeah. was going to be coming out. And
1: it's it's, it's just – I mean, you start the show with an Eddie Kingston promo. You can't go wrong there. And he just has this intensity, and then you believe his promos because they're real. They're right. real promos. They're not this, hey, you're going to talk about how much you dislike your opponent. This is how you're going to do it. No. Give the guy a mic, and he's going to give you an emotional promo, whether – he's angry or happy or sad or whatever he's going to give you that and then you go on twitter and you watch his post-match interview and that's incredible so i'm so happy that he got that opportunity and that like i like i said that now everyone gets to see the star he really is
0: that's super awesome what are your thoughts on the current AEW product it's fun yeah Um, it really is actually it's
1: it's fun wrestling is in a weird spot um This isn't, it makes me kind of sad because this isn't how wrestling is supposed to be. How it's supposed to be viewed, how it's supposed to be watched, how it's supposed to be done. It's literally like watching practice matches every week at times. And it's, it's tough, but they're doing the best with what they have. And that's all you can ask these guys is, you're on national TV every week. How do you still provide that TV show every week without an audience or with an audience of Forty, that are there just because they kind of have to be, like they're not real.
0: They're not real fans. They're it's it's, it's a difference, there.
1: yes. Uh, yeah, way different. It, it's again, it's like when I go to my school, uh, my my training school, and I say, "All right, guys, go do a match. Let's go." And yeah, the the other students are are cheering and booing and that, but it ain't the same. They're doing it because they have to, and it's just it's this isn't how wrestling and it sucks because this isn't how wrestling is supposed to be.
0: How do you think you would feel like if you were wrestling right now in this situation like that?
1: Oh, it's the toughest thing ever. It's the, it it has to be. Um, I, my company, ACW Wisconsin, which we'll hit on later. um, We had a show two, three weeks ago on on a, a, that was our first show back and we did everything we needed to socially distance and check temperatures and screen and all this um, to keep people as Safe as we possibly could and it was awesome we had so many compliments about it I felt so like good that we had we had 270 people show up and they were so happy and safe feeling but we had a crowd and I can't imagine trying to wrestle without a crowd or with this crowd that's I mean they're just there to be there because they have to be they don't really care it's just not the same this isn't I keep saying, but this isn't how wrestling is supposed to be. And then wrestling is that right now wrestling could be so high with the re- unfortunate releases and the pickups and all of that. And like wrestling was becoming cool again with oh, AEW, with Yeah, AEW, with AEW,
0: it boom, was, yeah there was war, a war, he- yeah.
1: And I think it'll be even bigger when this craziness is done because it's going to be a fight. It's going to be an all-out war because people are going to want those crowds. Um, but it's, it's just not, I can't wait for wrestling to be back.
0: I, I feel can. you 100% on that. Um, who would you say are some of your favorite young talents right now that you think like people should be a fan of or keep an eye out or just people that you genu- genuinely enjoy seeing work?
1: My son loves Alistair Black.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, he's great.
1: He is so good. And he's so fun to watch, and just the stuff he does is incredible. Um, I'm a bit pulled because they're my buddies, but Dolph Ziggler is still the best performer on the planet today. No one's touching him ever. Uh, I don't. I don't care. Um, he, he he has it, and he's always had it. And he's one of those glimmer guys. He shows a glimmer, and then it's like okay, we'll go to the next guy. It's, uh, come on, just just do it. But um, over in AEW, I love the Lucha Brothers. Oh, yeah. They are so fun to watch. So, so fun to watch. Uh, Cabana is one of my good buddies, and I'm so glad. that Now, that's another guy. Like, look at him. He's grinded and grinded and grinded and grinded to You've just have everywhere. Any, any kind of shot and always been told, hey, that's just not what we want right now. But now he's on TV every week. Cole Cabana is on my television every week. Uh, Orange Cassidy. That's
0: I have too.
1: I have arguments with my friends. because I've I realized with Orange Cassidy, it is a very, you love him or you do not love him. There is no middle ground with him.
0: No, there isn't. And if it's,
1: and if it's, not, a do, like, if it's not a I do not love him, it's, you just don't get him. I love him. Love him, love him, love him, love him. I had a match at Beyond Wrestling with him, and it was one of my favorite matches I've ever had. And it was, again, it's one of those guys where you see him. He shouldn't, you know, if this was uh, 10 years ago, he wouldn't even be at an eyelash app. He is on national TV working Chris Jericho in main events, in a main event story. Wrestling is so fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Wrestling is so fun right now. Once the crowds come back, I just I can't imagine like they would have done that him and Jericho match in front of a crowd. Like this the crowd ate him up from the start and they'd be eating him up so much right now and it, And even so just
0: the spot where all the oranges fall on them like that was fun. oh I was I was laughing they're so having, hard during that. They're
1: having fun and I like that different stars are getting to shine. And if they don't shine, but you're realizing that if stars aren't shining, all right, let's move them away. Let's try this guy. And, it, and you can do that now. Again, you can do that now because there are no crowds. So, so that's kind of a positive that if a crowd isn't coming on, you know, adapting to someone, you can easily move them out and try another thing.
0: Okay, so now we are going to go into the lightning round portion of the interview. So this is just kind of a fun way for your fans to get to know you a little bit more. I'm going to ask you 10 questions about yourself and you answer them as fast as you want or however you want to go ahead and answer them. Uh, So here we go. Are you guys ready for lightning round with Pornswoggle? Let's go. Question number one, favorite Star Wars film? (laughs) Stop.
1: (laughs) Come on, this isn't lightning now. This is the worst. This is the single worst thing I could be asked. I don't get it. I don't get the hype. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm a Muppet fanatic and people don't get that. Star Wars isn't a fanatic thing. It's like a lifestyle. It's a religion to people. And I just don't understand why. Four, five, six, they were pretty good. Four was the best. One, two, three, I will never watch. Ever in my life. Uh, Force Awakens. Loved it. Really, really good. What wanted did we just watch? Last Jedi? No. Yeah, we just watched that one. It was okay. It was, no. Uh, but it's I don't get why people go so crazy over it. it they're just okay. So Favorite Star Wars would be Force Awakens, only because everything else was like, and then then the the original one, New Hope. I think it's I don't even know the names. (laughs) I know Return of the Jedi because Ewoks are my people. Like that's how I know that movie. That's the only reason I know that movie. That's the only reason I care about that movie. That's the only scene that I enjoyed in in Return of the Jedi. Empire Strikes Back was so bad to me. Like it just it I just. I want to go to Disney. We were, we were supposed to go to Disney and we had to cancel the trip because of this stuff. I didn't care to go to Star Wars Land. Oh, no. <laughs> but he, my son loves it. Loves it. I just, oh. Whew, you got me real wound up there right away.
0: <laughs> and that's just question one. That's just
1: <laughs> number one. All right. Question
0: number two. Favorite wrestler to work in the ring with?
1: Uh, Torito. El Torito easily because we got to shine every time, every time, whether it was a TV match or a live event match. I got to finally show that I could wrestle uh, and show and kind of, again, shove it up people's behinds. Like, hey, I'm not just someone to laugh at and be a ha-ha.
0: Question number three, favorite dish to cook?
1: I like making faj- chicken fajitas. It's something like Landon and I really enjoy make- enjoy. And it's something that he – I really like cooking, period. And he's starting to get into it with me too. Uh, which is kind of our thing. We we throw on Disney on Pandora, and we just do our thing. And it's, it's uh, again, one of those cool dad and son moments that we just, we really love. That, we do board game night once a week. It's just our thing. It's just, that's
0: it's, awesome. It's what we do. That's awesome. Uh, question number four, favorite mm-hmm. thing about Disney World?
1: Oh, that's the hardest thing ever. Um, <laughs> everything. Everything. The partner statue, which is so crazy, but that's since he, him and I have been going, we go every year. Uh, and the first year that we went, we had to take a picture in front of the partner statue in front of the castle, doing the hold hands and the point, And we have every picture. And it's like, that's just my favorite thing because we see the growth of him and I and how he's now in the last two years surpassed my height by about a foot. And it's just, it's, it's just, Whenever I see that in a picture or anything, the, the statue, just it's the, it's the coolest thing because it's that's the memory, that's the that's the thing that matters most to me. Um, yeah, just literally just that picture, that statue means more to me than anything.
0: That's beautiful. Question number five, favorite game on your phone.
1: I've been into Disney Emoji Blitz. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, that's something I've been very very into. I, I took a break from it. But now I'm back, and <laughs> that, and we played that WWE Mayhem game a lot. We enjoy that, uh, but it's one of those things where you can't put it down. You just keep going and keep trying to level up. And we've, other you night know, we're up till almost eleven thirty playing this stupid game.
0: Wow! Just,
1: I realized what time it was. I go, it's it's time for bed. We gotta just gotta stop.
0: <laughs> put the phone down. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Question number six: Favorite city to travel to?
1: Anywhere in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that. Other than that, I would say Orlando because it has Disney. But if not, I hate New York. Really? New York and L.A. are my number one and two least favorites.
0: Oh, my God. That's so funny. And I live in L.A. and my second favorite yeah. city is New York.
1: It's awful. It's, <laughs> the, it's, it's the worst place in the, in the country. <laughs> um, five miles should take you five minutes or less. Not
0: oh, no. It takes you like possibly. half hour.
1: Oh, that's, that's, a, that's light. That's yeah. right now traffic.
0: That is, that's, I mean, that, yeah. ain't,
1: that ain't normal, but it, it's, I don't get it. I don't get like Hawkins lives out there and I don't get how he has children now. I said, you can't go to a park. You can't plan like a play date because you don't know if it's going to take five minutes or an hour to get there. I said, it just, it, I, it, it doesn't make sense to me at all. I don't <laughs> understand it. If I want to go to Target, it takes me three minutes. If I want to go to my parents' house, it takes me four minutes. Wow. And I have anything within literally, and I can ride my bike to these, but I'm not going to because I'm lazy. I'm going to get in my <laughs> car. But I have all of these things so close. It's awesome. I'm a small town kid. But it's just because the small town kid mindset. And it's, I just don't understand. I don't understand how people do it.
0: Question number seven Describe Ethan Page in one, two, three words. Stop. <laughs> I had to.
1: (laughs) This was written in by him.
0: No, actually.
1: (laughs) In three words?
0: One to three words.
1: It's four words. Wants to be in shape. (laughs) He'll really enjoy that. (laughs) I'm Uh, sure he will. Ethan Page has turned into one of my best friends. Um, I wake up. he's, He's one of the first people I message every day when I wake up. And he's now turned into a FaceTime guy. Every day when I leave, usually once a week, twice a week, I FaceTime him um, after the gym. I, he doesn't understand. I don't think he still gets it. FaceTime is my way of checking in on people. Um, if it's after 11 o'clock at night, people know why. Uh, but if it's in the morning, I just want to check and see how their day is going. He lives in Canada. I'm worried about him. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, but Ethan has turned into such a, a close friend of mine. Um, he really, he, I'm happy with the position he is, but this will go to his ego once it happens. But he needs to be making millions.
0: He nice. has it. He yeah. has it. Yeah.
1: And once he starts that, I'll be very, very happy for him
0: question number eight celebrity you were most starstruck to meet the Muppets legitimately nice.
1: <laughs> like shaking shaking shaking, <laughs> shaking 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 yeah like I was, it was when they hosted raw that day that 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 week the guest hosted raw I got to like give them the tour of the backstage and I was like the oh, first wow. person to meet them and the and these are like my heroes my legitimate heroes and they were like, hey, you're the guy with the tattoos, aren't you? I said, Yeah, damn right I am. <laughs> and it was like so cool to me because they knew about me from Twitter because that week, the week leading up to it, I got 10 I got I got double digits of tattoos in seven days. Like of Muppets, just Muppets. And they were like, Can we see them? And I was like Yes, you sure can <laughs> my <laughs> pant leg up real fast so they could see that they're all there. And they're like blown away by this guy has 22 characters of our characters wow. on his leg. And it was just, I got to hang out with him all day. And it was the coolest moment of my life. Um, them and Ozzy Osbourne, because my dad is such an Ozzy Osbourne fan. And he, I mean, he's a legend. He's a rock legend. So getting to meet him and he was the coolest and he signed a CD for my dad. And it was just, it was really, really, yeah, a book too. I think he signed, but it was just like really the coolest, the coolest thing ever. But that's, yeah, Muppets for sure.
0: That's really awesome. Question number nine. What's your most used emoji?
1: Uh, it, it's the, the the chin one. and oh, the
0: thinking? The,
1: yeah. And the Pinocchio nose.
0: Oh, nice it's, nice. it's
1: become a thing of mine. And even like now I just do it in public where i just go like this whenever i like i'm calling people out on lies right i'm saying that they're lying i just
0: yeah
1: (laughs) and so much so that like landon will do it like if he picked up on it if he thinks something is bs he just yeah (laughs) it's just it's funny but yeah for sure the uh the questioning and pinocchio emoji
0: love it and last question question number 10 favorite thing or place from ireland
1: Jesus, I'm not really Irish. I don't know if you know that. I'm not really Irish. I know,
0: but I still wanted to ask. <laughs> uh, I
1: mean, we should have prefaced the in interview by that, I guess. Um, that's probably like one of my favorite things, though. Like when people actually, hey, I'm Irish too. And I go, I'm not. Like I'm I'm not Irish at all. And they're, oh, you are? No kid from Wisconsin like there's not many Irish in Wisconsin. uh. Um, I I mean there's 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 one of my coolest moments was my first time there my first tour there the arena had this like secret bar in it and Finley and I's match I think we wrestled William Regal that night and we were on early early in the show and he goes hey I have to show you something. And I go, Okay. And so we walked down this one corridor and then this other hallway and this other, and he like moves this wall and this in the arena and this opens up into this bar. And there's just this full out Irish pub in wow. this arena, hidden. It was like you pull the book and the bookcase opens up and there's just this and it those was those
0: places coolest. really exist. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it was just us two. And then like Regal came and then The show was still going on, and we were just sitting in this bar having having a beer. And I'm twenty again. I'm 21, and this is I'm just sitting in this Irish pub in a secret entrance. And then like a ref like stooged it off later, and then it became everyone in this secret bar, all all the roster. And we were supposed to leave at I think 11 or you know midnight. I think we didn't leave until one. Wow. On the, I don't think the buses, the, you know, cause we had to bus to the next yeah. uh, town and I don't think we left till one or one ish. And it was just fun because it was like uh, the camaraderie night. You'd, ha- you'd have one or two of those, a tour and the, the camaraderie nights where everyone's just out and hanging out and having a good time.
0: That's incredible. Dylan, yeah. I want to thank you so much for this interview before oh, we go, you. where can people find you on social media?
1: Because I haven't changed it yet, and because I'm never going to change it yet, even though uh, Hawkins and Ryder keep yelling at me on Twitter <laughs> at WWE Hornswoggle on Instagram at WWE Hornswoggle. Um, you can follow my independent company ACW Wisconsin on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. Um, other than that, hit me up for uh, for books, for anything. Bar Mitzvahs. I'm a cameo like everyone else. Um, but yeah, at WWE
0: Awesome. Guys, please make sure to follow him. Check that all out. I'm going to have all of the links in the description box below so you guys will know where to find everything. Please let me know what you guys thought of this interview by leaving a comment in the comment section below. Give this video a like, support the channel, and do not forget to subscribe. Thank you so much to Dylan. Thank you so much for everyone watching. Until later, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone.